Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates. It's a podcast about going on a whole bunch of dates and maybe finding a non-trash man or woman or non-binary person. Hi, Liza. How are you? Or a person who's trash sometimes, but mostly not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's how I feel today. So I'm just being a trash person apologist. Um, I'm great. Guys, we are thrilled about our episode today. We are so lucky to have Allie from Finding Mr. Height on. Um, we talk about all kinds of things with her, and she's really smart and insightful. And we had a great chat with her. She's also really I- good at TikTok. So if you don't follow Finding Mr. Height yet, Allie's a dating coach who's just got great advice across the board, but she also crushes TikTok and she gives a lot of updates on her dating life. It reminds me of, you know, early days of this pod or our Carlin episodes. Um, alternatively, if you're here because you are an Allie stan, uh, welcome. We are so happy to have you. This podcast started as a a project of sorts where I, Kimmy, went on a whole bunch of dates. And then we've had now three other daters go on dates for us. Um, our most recent dater is Carlin, so you can hear her episodes and her dates uh on episodes in between our guest episodes. Wow, I'm so articulate. It's like we've been doing this for four years or something, Liza. Um. You're nailing it. (laughs) I feel positive. It's Monday. Um, Not when you're listening, but when we're recording. So bear with us. Um, Yeah, I think that's the business. You can also follow us at 51 First Dates Pod on Instagram. You can join our secret Facebook group, which is the friendliest, nicest, best place on the internet. We have a couple questions that we talked about today that originated from a secret Facebook group, of course, with permission, as always. Um, we You can uh, subscribe to our Substack, which we send out a newsletter. We uh, go down our consumption corner, which we will go into in a minute. Um, and you could also, if you feel like it, leave us a review. And uh, it, it really means the world to us and helps us get guests like Allie. Did I do the business? You did the business. Yes. Please leave us a review if you haven't or even like update your review if you like us Um, because the new Apple podcast doesn't show all the reviews anymore. So it's like just the recent ones. The new Apple podcast is trash. I hope they don't cancel us for saying. I know. It's trash. I I feel like if I'm not subscribed to the podcast, it never remembers that I was listening to it and like it's gone. So I'd have to start it from the beginning. You know, when you listen to a podcast you're not subscribed to, I don't know. Maybe that's a reason to subscribe to us, guys. (laughs) Hit that subscribe button most of you have we love you so much okay so let's let's run down what we're going to talk about before we hop into our chat with Allie we're gonna talk about what we're consuming but then we're going to talk about what you shouldn't be consuming in dating we're going to talk about being the casting director of your dating life if you're new here then you may not have heard Liza's wisdom in that department but we're just going to talk about that quickly do a listener question um which is actually a crafting corner so crafting corner, meaning we're going to craft a text back. Um, and then we're going to get into our chat with Allie. So that is the rundown, just just as an FYI to me and to you guys. So now that I've bored you, shall we talk about what we've been watching, Liza? What do you think? Let's do it. I have two that are, I'm going to recommend both really enthusiastically and like really without qualification. 
Um, which is rare for me because usually there's a long spiel that's like, well, this, but this. Um, okay, the first one is Bo Burnham's mm. Netflix special that he made during COVID. It's called Inside, and it's on Netflix. And it is just so fucking good. Like, it, it's good on so many layers and levels, and he's so creative and so smart. And I just felt like like he filmed the whole special in one room and I was like never bored. Like he just it it's like both I think really creative filmmaking and also really good comedy and also like really, really like captured something about just how horrible twenty twenty was for so many people, even those of us who were not on the front lines. Um so yeah, I just like loved every second of it and can't talk about it enough I am embarrassed I haven't watched it yet because I haven't wanted to feel like shit but I have listened to one of his songs white girl Instagram which specifically calls out the way I honor my dead mother on Instagram and made me laugh no (laughs) oh my god okay no like I feel like in a good way I was just like wow this is so it's funny because that's not how so okay my take of that one song was like He's making fun of like a very particular type of white woman on Instagram. And then he calls out the fact that like Instagram is also where we share like some of our Mm -hmm. realist feelings. Like to me, it was like he's making fun of of this type of like white girl and then also being like, oh, also this type of white girl like has a whole inner life also. And we can't like paint that. Like I actually was like, oh, my God, this is a statement inside of a statement inside of a statement. And I feel that way about all of his songs. Like, I just think he's um, smart, even though there were a couple songs where I was like, I don't I don't know. He talks a lot about like, I'm a white man telling you things. And also, like, I shouldn't be, but also I am. But also, and it's like, you know, <laughs> like the ambivalence is clear in the song, but then also I think it's clear for the like viewer. I don't know. It's great. I just think it's multi, multi layered and dimensional. I feel that I'm going to be very attracted to him when I watch it. Yeah, he's got like a scruffy quarantine beard and like long hair. Mm. Also, he's six foot five. I looked this up while I was watching because I was like, is he a giant? And he's isn't really he fucking tall? Married to or dating the woman who made Hustlers, like a filmmaker, a really badass female director. Interesting. I forget her name. I don't know. This is the problem because I know his name. Um, oh, man. But like, mm, ooh, ooh, ooh. I- I've got to watch it. I feel that I'm in a better mental place than I have been the past few weeks, so maybe I can finally do it. I feel like I I was just like hearing how good it was, but every time I thought about turning it on, I was like, yeah. well, no, I don't want to feel like totally. bloop. I was doing the same thing where I was like, I don't want to relive this, but it it did. It was less hard to watch than I thought it would, would be. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, I feel like that's like the content of, of the year. I mean, I've yeah, only heard so great good. things. Uh my other one, maybe I should have started with this one because it's like less, <laughs> I don't know. It's less of a like, you know, I don't know. It's lower brow, but it's another Netflix original series called The World's Most Amazing Vacation Rentals. Ooh, I want to watch that. <laughs> like, okay, here's the thing. It's completely one of those shows that like Netflix just handed me to watch while I was going to sleep and I was like this looks like garbage but like fine I'm gonna watch it like I I just want to like see some people on vacation and like it'll be chill and I ended up coming away with it like loving the three hosts and thinking (laughs) the show was like I feel like it's almost like Queer Eye for vacation there's three hosts and one they each in every episode they there's like a theme of the episode and they each pick a budget place one person picks a budget place one person picks 
a luxury place and one person pl- picks like a unique or like kind of out of the box place and they like surprise the other ones with which place they're going in Ooh. and it's just the hosts are really really like cute and sweet and thoughtful and I'll talk about just like they what travel means and like taking time to appreciate moments and taking time to connect with people and it was just something that made me feel good it made me really excited to travel again and then also you get to see some like extremely dank luxury stuff and also then see an affordable one where we were like oh I could do this like I don't need to spend $25,000 a night I can spend $150 a night and like actually go to Bali and like sleep on a you know whatever it is so um it was just cool it was like escapist made me yeah like I said super psyched to travel um as the world hopefully gets this covid situation more and more under control and yeah it was just like a a really fun escapist moment I want to watch it. I'm horny for travel as well. I, I've seen people posting from Paris, posting from Portugal. I'm like, oh, I, I guess it's on. <laughs> I didn't realize it. But it's also every time I look to travel, it looks very expensive. So um, I like that premise. That's a good premise. Yeah, it was cute. It was just like also, the you know, I love good, well done reality show. Little structure, not too much structure. Chef's kiss. Oh, God, love it. So those were my consumptions. What about you? Okay, so I I feel like I've had these like kind of on backlog, but I'm going to squeeze them in at the end of Pride Month. I feel 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 like I just got them in at the tail end, right? This episode comes out tomorrow. Um, so I, I talked about this show a long time ago, season one, but season two of Legendary on HBO Max, the ballroom competition show. Um, is so good because they shot it during COVID, so there was no audience, but they, I feel like they figured out how to make it look cooler, like the full production value of what these amazing, amazing performers do. And simultaneously, when I flew back um, from North Carolina a few weeks ago, I have never seen Pose. So then, because I'm obsessed with Legendary, I'm like, this is, this is backwards. I need to watch Pose. Like, what am I doing? And it was on Delta, the first three episodes ever. And when I tell you I was weeping in the sky, like smiling in the sky, I was just so like, I I highly recommend both Legendary on HBO Max and Pose. Um, if you don't know much about ballroom, I didn't either going in. It is so, so impressive what these like voguing and all of the dips. Like I got on YouTube and tried to start learning how to do it, which is so embarrassing it's so hard these are true athletes and dancers and performers and all of the above and I just 10 out of 10 recommend Legendary is on HBO Max Pose is on FX which is probably on Hulu I'm imagining yeah Yeah. it's definitely streaming I watched streaming somewhere but I or maybe Netflix actually I feel like maybe Netflix has some I either way just yeah I don't know yeah so and that one woman who's um in like plays like the kind of big like mother house mother in pose was a guest judge on legendary for an episode right and she is just yep like she's just one of those people who it's is so magnetic like in any she's such a scene stealer in the best way where it's like there i just have no interest in watching anyone else when she's on screen because she's so good and like and like badass and grounded and like fucking intense like ugh, i i I feel like I need to know her name so I can actually like say it. Eric is it Erica something. Uh, I think so. 
I might not know, but there's so much overlap. So the judges also for legendary, even if you're like, I don't know this, I, I don't know much about ballroom. Megan the Stallion's a judge. Um, Laomi Maltadano, who's like a legendary, truly a legendary um, ballroom performer, queen. What, what? I don't know what she say because I'm fucking such a loser. I'm just like, wow, this is so cool. But I'm a boring straight white girl. Um, and who else is? Uh, oh, La-, La Roach, who is zendaya's stylist like he he did that amazing dress she just wore the purple dress the beyonce dress um who else then there are guest judges who am i forgetting oh jamila jamil but she got better in season two (laughs) sorry i'm like oh and then deshaun wesley who's like the host of it all and he's in pose too it's just there's a lot of overlap anyway i'm just like i and i've never been more impressed by like you know i just go on youtube and watch videos of some, some of these like members of the different houses who have competed and whether they won or not they do like tutorials and like it's so hard what they do and it's so cool anyway it's insane also that actress's name is dominique jackson i don't know where the fuck i got erica i said I, oh yeah well is her name erica in the in maybe the, i think I the character's name is electra oh there, there is, is a mother erica of a house though okay well we this sucks this is boring for everybody except us um okay <laughs> Uh, oops, we're so good at names Good here. content, though. Such good content. Um, okay. Okay. What is next? I want you to just really quickly reiterate your casting director theory because there is something that we discuss later with Allie, Finding Mr. Height, uh, a listener question about just like the shitty ways people might DM you on an app or text you when they're dating you. And like, I really think this needs to be the summer of standards and having big ones and not making excuses or saying just that little bit of this little that's okay at least he did this instead being like as someone in our secret Facebook group put it don't look for minimums look for maximums because you deserve more so Liza please tell us your theory again because I want it to be I'm worried I'm like beating a dead horse with my one my one theory the one like insightful thing I ever said (laughs) no because it's it's so hard to actually put into your body that's why I'm, I'm making Liza say this again sorry because we keep getting emails where I'm like casting director yeah well I think it started this this idea came from like Kimmy and I and Carlin all were all actors at one point and I remember as an actor just feeling so powerless all the time and especially like auditioning just feeling like horrible about myself and just going on stage just being like please like me please validate me please like give me the thing that I want and I felt really similarly in dating and that's just like very absurd because when you're an actor, you really don't have a ton of power. But when you're dating, you do like so, you know, I basically was like you have to stop thinking like an actor auditioning when you're dating and start thinking like you're the casting director. You're the one sitting behind the table with the clipboard making the de- determinations of who's right and who's not right for the specific role you're casting, which is your the person you're going to go on a second date with or marry or date for a couple years or whatever it is you're looking for or have sex with that night um yeah and like it's, it's just really hard but it's so important to be like oh I'm not uh, like this person isn't a gatekeeper mm-hmm. to me like I am the gatekeeper of the people in my life yeah and like yes it can be hard to adopt that mindset and Allie definitely talks about like the abundance mindset which goes along with that like you have all these people to choose from even when it doesn't feel like it you have to still act from that casting director place I think it's so much easier said than done that's why I'm making Liza beat the dead horse 
But I think even when you're dating someone or going on that sixth date, but you haven't defined anything and technically that's okay by like all of the dating podcasts you listen to and everyone talking about situationships all the time. But if that's not right for you or right for the part in your movie, (laughs) then don't cast that person, you know? You don't have to stress about and, and and I think you can extend it a little further and you can you can like audition a lot of actors and go on multiple dates with different people and still respect everybody until you find the right fit and it's not always going to look like what you thought okay yeah all right I've totally. really extended that but I just want that to be the mentality this summer okay Let's I love summer of standards summer can of make that a thing standards. instead of hot girl summer like yeah yeah because I feel like it's true. I mean, the amount of times we see people making every single excuse in the book for someone they don't know that well to try to, like, justify that they're a good person or they're worth your time. It's like, you shouldn't have to. Mm-mm. Especially it's, early on. Yeah. Because, or any time. I don't know why I said especially early on. Well, I don't know. Because you can't accept behavior that you're not going to want to deal with, like, three years later. People don't – people can improve. I've – I've improved, hopefully, in my relationship. I've also probably declined in, you know, my behavior sometimes. But generally, like, some of these things about the person you're going on casual dates with, like, them not respecting your time, like, that's probably not going to get better three years in or four years in when things have gotten more complicated or you've moved in or there are other pressures. I don't know. Um, that's that. I don't – I summer of standards – 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we do crafting corner? And then we'll get to our Let's interview. Do it. All right. This comes from a lovely listener, pseudonym Anna. She gave us a pseudonym. You can always do that. You can always tell us if you want to be anonymous, but you want like a fake name so we can. But you want to say, pick your name, Anna. yeah. Um, so shout out to Anna. But that's not her name. Oh, so fun and sneaky. Okay. This is her um email to us, DM to us. I already responded to this, but I would love to see what someone else's suggestion is for, for texting this person back. I recently met a guy, IRL, who I will in no world ever be dating for many reasons. We met in a group and I said to the group, if anyone ever wants to try horse riding, let me know and you can join a lesson with me. A different guy seemed interested and he's who I was trying to flirt with. Anyway, the first never going to happen guy kept messaging me the day after and started messaging me the day after and started getting flirty in the evening he sent something along the lines of would you really be down to go horse riding you could laugh at my failure I got the vibe he was trying to ask me out subtly and I was not about it how would you respond and and Liza doesn't know this so we're going to craft a response but then now I have the actual response so we can talk about that after Ooh, amazing okay okay okay. so basically here's yeah oh sorry do we need a TLDR just basically someone she was trying to flirt with someone else this is just turning someone down who's being yeah. lightly flirty. They haven't asked you out yet, though. So here's what I would do, and I'm not holding myself up as a paragon of, like, straightforwardness. I would text one of my girlfriends, <laughs> be like, bitch, we're going horseback riding. I need I need to, like, prove a point to somebody. And then be like, to the guy who texted, be like, oh, my God, yeah, like, my friend, Anna, uh, no, this girl's name is Anna. Her pseudonym is Anna. My friend Sarah wants to come, like, let's all go on Saturday and just really indicate, like, this is not a date. And then, you know, just call up your best homie and be like, hey, you got to take one for the team. And also they get to go horseback riding. So, like, that sounds great. Um, You know, I I think it's a, is it a cop out? Like, sure. But you're not sure if he's asking you on a date. 
I've done this before where someone will be like, oh, like we should get a drink. And it's just someone I'm completely not interested in. And I'll be like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm getting like drinks with my friends on Saturday. Why don't you come? Or like I've done something like this where you kind of try to lay the groundwork. And then you only have like the honest conversation if you feel like you need to, if there's more um, forward kind of like if he actually asks you on a date or he says, oh, let's hang out one on one and you just don't feel it. Like then I be, think you can be like, you know, like I just I like you a lot, but I feel like it's more of a friendship. Um, yeah. But I would say for the first round, just be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like my friend also wants to go and then make her. Yeah, I him. agree. I think that it's early. So in terms of like crafting something, in ter- you don't have to be super straightforward yet, but let's just I'll play the straightforward person. I guess in like a world of transparency, um, but I, okay, I you could say, hey, uh, it would be fun to. This is not really being straightforward. I would say it would be fun to get a group together. No, I think you'd have to be like, hey, um, would be would be down to go horseback riding. But if this is like a date or in a romantic way. I don't know if I see you that way. That's too aggressive. This is hard. This is hard. I should have thought about it more. And I even know what she said. Do you want me to tell you what she said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Okay. Hers is more straightforward than either of us. Um, Okay. In case you want to judge my answer, I'll go ahead and share. Spoiler alert if you want to craft first. I said, is the subtext of that horses are cool and yay friendship or let me suddenly ask this girl out? She texted that. So ready? I'll do it again. What a fucking badass. I know. Is With so much respect. <laughs> I, I just, can I read it one more time? I like it. Yes. I said, is the subtext of that horses are cool and yay friendship or let me suddenly ask this girl out. And she has like the right, you know, quotation marks too because they're little ones. Yeah. I, I just. Amazing. Yeah. Did she send what he responded? She didn't. We'll get an update. Okay. Yeah. I want I an update. Um, that's incredible. I feel like that's. Also a cute way of asking the question because then you don't have to rope your poor innocent friend into horseback riding. Yeah. I mean, here's Well, that's thing. totally what I would have done. I mean, come well, on. You know, it's also Let's like- go, it's, bitches. We're gone. It's horseback riding. It's not just like so clear, like drinks or a- I mean, I feel that he's trying to ask her out and like, oh my God, do I feel for him. This is what we tell you all to do all the time. Like- from from I as a girl who's never asked anyone out in that way I'm always like do it make the first move and here I am this guy did a really good job like being subtle testing the waters and we're like no but that's why I think it's fair to be like she was straightforward in a nice way which ultimately might end up being getting her some clarity giving him a little nudge too that maybe I don't know he could take it as a flirtation back but finding out if it's a date or not, and then you can be straightforward. Because you don't want to just yeah. be like, hey, I'm not interested in you in a romantic way before the person has told you they're interested in you in any kind of romantic yeah. way. So, Well, just remember, too, that like we never tell people to shoot their shot because there's no risk involved. There's always a risk yeah. that the other person's going to be like, mm, sorry, not interested, which is fine. Like We advocate shooting your shot, even though I was not able to do this myself, <laughs> because... It's more of like it's easier to know than not know. Yeah. And no matter how vulnerable it is, it will save you time and heartache. It's like that it's like an upfront cost. It's like, you know, I you spend whatever you buy a ton of cheap socks, right? <laughs> and this <laughs> metaphor is going to be long, worthless, and it doesn't make any sense. 
I, <laughs> I was going to say you buy a ton of cheap socks, but they keep like ripping or whatever. And then you just buy expensive socks once and it's annoying because it costs more. But you, that's the thing is like uh, you're like investing. Are, are the trash men the cheap socks like just dating a lot of. No. no, the like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no, you're asking the right questions. The cheap socks are not shooting your shot. Like you don't want to spend the money. Yeah. You don't want to take the risk. So you, Dip so you say, like I did this for years with Target rain boots. Okay, I bought a pair of Target rain boots for like twenty five dollars mm. every single year for like six years. This was when I was younger and before we understood as much about how bad. Um, consumer culture was for the environment. This is when I was like 18. I was like high school into college. I bought a bunch of, I bought one every year. They tore every single year. And I was like, oh, my boots keep ripping. And I kept buying the same shitty boots because I didn't want to spend $200 on good rain boots. I bought a pair of good, like $200 rain boots when I first moved to New York and I still have them and it's been 12 years and it was annoying, but it was like higher things where higher rewards. Sorry. Exactly. Like you. you are saving yourself heartache down the line by quote unquote spending the money now like if you share your feelings it it is a ding right it hurts to spend those two hundred dollars on raincoat on rain boots you don't want to do it but it because it's easier to spend twenty dollars on target rain boots but if you do it it's going to pay off more in the future so like if you don't shoot your shot the emotional turmoil it's going to cause will cost you more in the long run Love is just like fast fashion, guys. You heard it here first. Um, no, guys, I, I agree. What a horrible, long, unhelpful metaphor. You know what, Liza? It's a Monday. I thought it was beautiful, and it makes it does make a lot of sense. And when you think about, you know, summer of standards, the investment in the rain boot or the investment in sharing your feelings, which is a little bit, you know, higher stakes in both cases. It's going to give you a standard right away, right? That's the ultimate standard. Do they like me back? Like instead of waddling around in puddles for fucking six months to two and a half years in a situationship, which was the story of my life. Just like, ooh, because I don't want to ask the question. If you set that standard, do they like me back right away? So much better. Better for everyone. Better for life. Time, money, the environment. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably better for the environment to talk about your feelings. <laughs> Wow, we're so excited that you're going to get to listen to Allie now because she knows what she's talking about in a way that we do not. Just kidding. Liza, I love you. Um, It's just a Monday. Monday energy. We are so grateful for you all for listening, to you all for listening. And dear listener Anna, please let us know what he said. I want to know. Yeah, I want updates here. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to take a really quick ad break and then we will be back with Allie from Finding Mr. Height. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, we are so excited to be joined by Allie, a.k.a. Finding Mr. Height, as you may know her. Allie, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited to talk all things dating and TikTok and podcasting with you. Thank you for being here. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. It's great to meet you both and excited to chat. We're so excited to have you. There's, uh, as Kimmy said, so much stuff that you do, so much cool stuff. We're going to get into all of it. 
But first, as always, we have to ask, do you have a worst first date story? Oh, do I have a worst first date story? (laughs) Yes, that's what I love to hear. In fact, it is one of the first viral TikToks that I ever made is my worst first date story. And so I was living in Brooklyn. So I I still live in Brooklyn, but I was living in a different part of Brooklyn. I will try to make this as short as possible, but it is truly wild. So also like it does not have to be short. Yeah, we we love the details. Perfect. We'll just do a whole podcast about my first date. Yeah, totally. Oh my God, fitting it all into the TikTok and then answering questions about things I omitted, being like, y'all, I had 60 seconds for this. Like, no, I could not give you every detail. Anyway, <laughs> so I matched with this pilot on Bumble. I've come to find out that that was my first mistake. <laughs> and so I matched with this pilot. I We like scheduled a date at a wine bar. It was like a, a drinks date at a wine bar. I, I tend to not like to do dinner on a first date. Same which is a whole other thing, but we scheduled this date. So I walked to this restaurant. It was in Brooklyn. I show up and he was like, oh, did it take you long to get here? And I said, no, you know, about 15 minutes I walked. And he said, good, because I don't date people more than two subway stops for me. Uh, Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Like weird, but whatever, like continue. So we get in and he goes immediately up to the hostess and asks for a table for two. I thought it was drinks. So I said, I was like, oh, I thought we were getting drinks. I actually already ate. And he said, well, I didn't eat. So we're going to have dinner. Fun, cute, nice, considerate. Yeah, so cute, (laughs) so considerate. I was like, whatever. So I sat down and he proceeds to force me to order all of this stuff to share, even though I told him I wasn't hungry, et cetera, et cetera. He orders this crazy expensive bottle of French wine, all this stuff. I barely ate. And then when the bill comes, he said, you're going to split it with me, right? I Ugh. knew that was coming. How, how, did, yeah. how did I know? <laughs> and I, I did. I, I like to think that I wouldn't now. This was five, six years ago. I did. And at the time that it was, I mean, it would still be a large amount of money, but it was an extremely large amount of money at, you know, 26, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 27, whatever. I forget. But Anyway, so that happened. I was like, I'm just trying to bail. Like, I don't want to deal with this guy. Like, I'm just going to pay my half and like, get the fuck out of here. So it was February is important. Very cold. So we're putting on our coats by the door. I'm like trying to figure out like, how do I, I knew that he also had walked given the two subway stop rule. Right. And so I'm like, how do I get rid of this guy? And so I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going this way. Like, so great to meet you. And he was like, that's not where you live. You live in this direction whoa creepy yeah which was true (laughs) so (laughs) I was like okay so we start walking and at some point I tried to be like okay like this is me I'm turning here and he said we haven't walked 15 minutes yet this isn't where you live what the fuck the inability to just accept that it's like the it's over the night is done is right Fucking oh, creepy. except that I missed the worst fucking part. I skipped it. <laughs> so when we were getting our coats on, he pulls on black leather gloves and says, these are my murder gloves. Nope. Absolutely not. That is so scary. What yeah. the yeah. fuck? So ah! that was the precursor to me being like, I need to get away from this guy. But also like safety, like I, I don't want to act. I didn't want to alert him to the fact that I was trying to escape him because you just don't know how a stranger who is much larger than me, of course. is going to react. Yeah. 
two times I tried to avoid him. At this point, it should be clear to him that I don't want him walking me. And I've said several times, like, you don't need to walk me home. I don't want you to walk me home, et cetera. He insisted. Finally, I ended up turning into the building before my building and I walked into it. It was a doorman building. I walked into it and I had this big smile on my face and said through my teeth, this man is stalking me. Will you please help? So smart of you. Oh my God. And like, bless this doorman. He just like swooped in and was like, oh my gosh, miss, welcome home. I think you have a package. We should go to the package room and took me to the back and then waited for the guy to leave so that I could go home. Oh my God. What a New York City angel. I love this about New York too, of like these people who are just like, I've got you, don't worry about it. But like, oh, the feeling of just being so not taken into account, even like the ordering, the dinner versus drinks, the check, the everything. It's just so psychopathy. Not even talking about the murder gloves. Not even for even before we get to the part where he had murder gloves. And then he texted me the next day saying that he had a great time and wanted to go out again. Always. The, it's like 95% of these terrible, terrible first dates. They always had a great time. I know. Ugh. And I'm like, what part of I was trying to escape you said, let's do this again. Right. And that's uh, that's like the inherent problem with you know, dating and and not picking up on people's signals or, you know, just the danger of dating. We started Worst First Dates as a fun icebreaker. Well, it's not fun a lot of the times. We've heard these horrendous stories. And like, I love your story. I hate that it happened to you, but I love it because there's a nugget of like, uh, it's really smart what you did. And so it's a good reminder that dating can be really scary. And no matter what the, if these were actual murder gloves or bad joke murder gloves, doesn't matter. You've you were being followed. And it's just a good reminder to all of us out there dating, like to be careful. And it's unfair. I'm angry for you. I'm angry for all the women and and men. I'm sure some men have gone through similar things, just that you yeah, know, have to feel unsafe while dating. And it's because somebody is not picking up or, or listening or paying any attention to what the other person Completely. Because – the fa- he knew I was trying to escape him because he called me out twice on trying to lie about where I lived. Where so going, like the right. fact, right. So he knew, he <sighs> knew I didn't want him there and yet still thought that I would want to see him again. And then the thing that honestly blew me away more. So like I could write off that one dude as like a crazy person, but this TikTok that went viral, many people had similar reactions to both of yours. The other terrifyingly large section of people didn't get it had so many criticisms of the the number one question i got was why did you eat dinner beforehand what, like, you, what wa- the fuck? you watched this whole because i only had 60 seconds so i didn't have time to mention that it was supposed to be drinks but like you watched this whole video where i was stalked by someone and and that's your takeaway that's it's- your question it's insane to me. There's so many people who still feel like this insane, like, Mad Men era thing of, like, well, you should be happy that someone took you to dinner. Or, like, that's not exactly what they're saying, but it's like there's this twisted, like, inability to recognize, ugh, like, right. the because fact that our safety is more important than politeness. I know, because even if 
even if it was supposed to be a dinner date and I had eaten before, while that would have been weird, it would not have given him a license to follow me home. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. That it's, it's, yeah, that's, the internet is a very difficult place and we will get into, you know, how it is for you dating while making dating content on TikTok, which, you know, I think a lot of us forget the dark side for creators and anyone on the internet, um, but before we get there, I would love to ask you our other cheesy icebreaker um, of what is your relationship to relationships? So this can be, you know, growing up what it was like, what your relationship to relationships is like now, maybe, you know, with the, you know, with your expertise and with your following, um, whatever, whatever you want to interpret the question as. I love that. I love relationships. Um, I love love. I always mm-hmm. have. Um, my parents were married for 30 three years. My dad passed away a few years ago. Um, but before that, thank you. Um, but before that they were married for a very long time. Um, and I think I've always kind of aspired to that. And so I, even in college, I didn't have any boyfriends because nobody asked me, but I wanted one. (laughs) Like I never went through, although I'm obsessed with hookup phases and, you know, like hot girl summer and all that shit. I just never wanted that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think probably that's one of the reasons why I didn't have a relationship in my early 20s is because I wanted it so much. Um, I but relate that, to everything. Yes. Same. Yeah. In a big way. <laughs> but yeah, I, so I love them. I, and I've had one longer, longer term one. And by that, I mean like a year and a half, because for me, that's a little bit long term, but a lot of shorter term. So I think I've dated a lot of different kinds of people mm-hmm. um, and therefore like learned a lot of different kinds of things um, as a result. Yeah, I love, you know, I love love too, but it's it's refreshing to just hear someone like you say it out loud because I think <laughs> we can be really negative about dating on this podcast. Like I'm speaking about me, me, not you. Lisa. Oh no, I can um, be the, I'm way more negative than you are. That, I mean, we're, we, bo- I think we both tend to be cynical about stuff sometimes and it's, and it's, even though we both are, I think like romantic people who love love, but it's just easy to slide into the cynicism. So yeah, it's really refreshing to just be like, fuck yeah, I love love. I love relationships. Like we're doing all this for a reason. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is one of the, th- the ethoses behind, or I don't know what the plural of ethos is, but whatever, <laughs> of like, why are you drinking ethos water? As I said that. Oh my gosh. Yes, she is. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Now I wish we were. Or did you, you almost know. spit out your ethos water as I said <laughs> that, that? And I, it was the first time I picked up my water bottle. Also, no, I, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> that's like a, just a. That was some weird self subconscious shit where you said that's ethos, weird. and it was my peripheral vision, and I was like, "Oh, I'm thirsty," and I picked it up. Also, I didn't buy this. It's a long story. I have a re- I have a reusable water bottle. <laughs> for oh, that didn't even like. occur to me. But good note. Um, that's really funny that that just happened. Um, so that is the ethos behind one of them behind when I started finding Mr. Hyde and what my vision for it was, was Mm -hmm. a a practical approach to dating, but a positive approach to dating. Yeah. I love that about all of the content you put out from, you know, what you do on TikTok to your podcast. Um, Because I think, yeah, I feel like the cool the cool thing, a point of perspective to have on dating is sometimes to be cynical or like, you know, the mean culture and it, you don't need to be. And we, we've also tried to push back against that, I think, um, because, 
you know, of course there are stories like your worst first date, which would make anybody a cynic. But um, that's not that's not all relationships or all dates in any way, shape, or form. So no. can you tell our um, listeners who don't aren't as familiar with your work how you started finding Mr. Height and you know started pursuing this path? Yeah, absolutely. So I started finding Mr. Height in early 2020, right before the pandemic. I think it was January. Um, originally as a blog about my dating life. So, and I actually, at that point, it wasn't even called Finding Mr. Height. It was just on my personal Instagram. And I posted a selfie with my cat. And I was like, I have four dates this week. Who wants to hear about them? (laughs) And a shocking number, like my story engagement has never been higher than that post. Yes, I can imagine. People love hearing other people's dating stories. That's why we took the approach when I was going on dates for this podcast back in the day. Like, let's just tell the juicy details. (laughs) Completely. So, So I started doing that. So I started blogging basically on my Instagram about my dating life. And eventually people started telling people about it. And I had all these people following my personal Instagram that were probably super confused when I posted about volleyball and cats, which are like, those two things are really the only thing that I talk about on that account. (laughs) Um, And so I made Finding Mr. Height and it kind of took off from there. And then I got a boyfriend actually for about three and a half months of 2020. And so that's when I started thinking about like, how do I transition this into something that isn't completely centered around me and my dating life? Um, and I had gotten a lot of questions. I was giving a lot of advice in my DMs um, just to random people. And I thought, I think this might have legs. I think, you know, I could um, make this into something. So a friend of mine said I should get on TikTok. I said, I'm not a teenager, but I tried it. <laughs> And here we are. And I just kind of have grown it from there, starting with dating advice videos. And now I have a, a host of coaching options and a podcast and, you know, ever, ever growing items that I'm on my to-do list of things I want to try. Yeah, it's so cool. I remember maybe earlier in 2020, I feel like it was sometime during the pandemic, someone alerted us to you, but you weren't as big as you are now. But it's so cool to see you just blow up. So congrats. Um, Thank you. Yeah. At the time, I mean, that was probably before I even had a TikTok. So I had like, I think I had like a thousand followers on Instagram. Like it was like very friends of friends. Yeah. Um, Yes. I shout out to the listener. I'd have to go back in our DMs, but I just remember being like, oh, this is cool. I feel like when people see like people talking about their dates, they send it to us. Um, Yeah. I probably know them if they told you about me at that, at that time. Okay. (laughs) Like I probably, they're probably my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, shout out to our mutual friend. Um, but yeah, Liza, go, go. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. Um, can you tell us just a little bit like what it's been like, especially now as the world is opening up a little bit and people are starting to kind of date more. Can you tell us a little bit about what it's been like to date when dating is now also like your career? Like what are the challenges? What are the advantages? Yeah. Um, but before I do that, it's really fucking hot in my apartment. I'm going to take off my bra. Yes. Uh- <laughs> yes. I'm not wearing a bra, do- so. Do you want me to take that do- out or can I leave it in? You can leave it. <laughs> yes. Amazing. I was about to write the time code and I was like, I think people should know. You could leave it. Great. Um, and y'all don't do video, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but it's so much better. So <laughs> that is something that when I started this new iteration of it, something that I really considered, especially before I posted on TikTok, I was like, my, my goal for this at the time, I didn't know where it would go. But my goal is for more people to know about this. So mm-hmm. I thought about that, and but I didn't think about it enough, I don't think, because 
the first person that I dated to come across my content happened to me before I had thought about what I would do if that happened. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and he actually ghosted me and I like later found out that's why. Oof. Yeah. I, we yeah. ran into some things around that, especially because it wasn't super uh, forthright about the podcast early on, kind of similarly. Like I remember a, a really lovely man um, after we'd gone on a date and I actually was like, thank goodness. Like he was so wonderful. It was a really complimentary intro. Just being like, hey, like I'm not cool with this. And I just felt really badly. Um but but that was a bit different because I we had gone on like multiple dates and I, I was being bad then. But it's really tricky to navigate. Um, what? How did you feel with that ghosting? Were you like, yeah, yeah? I'm curious. I I wish that he had said something. Mm-hmm. Um, but and oh, I should know we hadn't even gone on a date yet. Oh, okay. Mm. That's it was see, somebody totally different. Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't even been on a date yet. It was, this was back. I, I do not go into this much detail since this happened, yep. but I used to, and I've said, I don't do this anymore because I realized it was icky, but I used to post like screenshots of the person that I was going, not the, not their face, um, like screenshots mm-hmm. of the conversation, um, their profile, again, nothing identifying, right, but right. S- still something that if I saw it, I'd probably feel uncomfortable with like, oh, that's my bio. Yep. Yep. Um, even though I, for this particular person, I was extremely complimentary. I was really excited to go out with him. Um, but he wasn't comfortable with it, but rather than say that he instead ghosted me. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, Oh, this is so interesting to hear you talk about it. Cause I, we went through similar things. Yeah. 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 So now I don't necessarily, so the, the other thing that's tricky, and I, I know this is true for you too, is that I this is not my full-time job. Yeah. So when someone says, what do you do for work? My answer is not, I'm a dating coach. Right. And so, and that's not what it says on my dating profile or on my app profiles. And it's not, I'm not lying. It's, that's not my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So trying to figure out and work, my podcast co-host deals with this too, like trying to figure out when do you mention it? I don't, I don't want to lead with it in a way that makes it seem like a bigger deal than it is. Right, right. Do you guys struggle with that? Yes. When I was, that was it. When I was going on dates regularly and then discussing them super anonymously, like we, we did not give identifying details ever and kept it really high level. But I will say we messed up a couple of times earlier on because it was like getting into detail is fun. You know, you forget you're on a mic or creating content, you know, online. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah, I definitely feel like I struggled with if I brought it up too soon, like before the first date, they'd think that I was only doing this quote unquote project or experiment or podcast for the content. And it wasn't. It was a really good way to keep myself less focused on find a relationship, find a relationship and do something fun um, with Liza. I had actually like I lost my mom the year prior or that year and going through grief. Thank you. And you know, you know better than anyone. I Having a project was so good. So it was like a, many things that weren't just like, I'm using you for content to get famous because we're not famous. Um, but, <laughs> but I did feel like if you mentioned, if I mentioned it too soon, it would be a turnoff. Like I, I would like shoot myself in the foot. Who would want to go on that date maybe? Or, or you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been talking to, I hired a matchmaker actually um, a few oh, weeks yeah. ago. And it, we, I haven't started, like I haven't gotten any matches yet. My 
I don't want, I don't know if I call it a contract, whatever. My sort of time doesn't start for a few weeks, but I talked to her about if she thought it was something that she would want to mention up front when talking with a guy about being a potential match. And she said, no. Okay. Okay. So there's a professional matchmaker for you <laughs> with her opinion. Although she did say that like, she asked me actually, she said, true or false, your person will be okay with the fact that you're doing this. And the answer is true, hard stop. Yeah, totally. I, I, it became like a litmus test for Kimmy a little bit of like, if people could be cool with the fact that like, you know, she was kind of, we both kind of are, you know, internet-y people. I don't know what the right word is. It's, Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. we were more so then too. I, you could already had Googled my like articles from Elite Daily or something. So also I think it is, Allie, so my boyfriend now, I met uh, f- what, almost four years ago. How do I not know? This is embarrassing. But when we were starting this podcast in 20, early 2018 mm-hmm. um, and I did not tell him. We had a three date rule then still. Like I would tell them on the third date, which was far oh. too long. It should have been before the second date. Please don't judge us too harshly. But I didn't tell no, him until I've, not you. I don't sorry, even I'm have like a rule. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you won't judge us. Sorry. I'm just like anyone listening, I'm sorry that we were, you know, a little bit naughty. Um, icky, you said earlier, Allie, and that's how it felt sometimes. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm holding something back. And on our fourth date, uh, it came up and he totally had listened to everything. <laughs> already like he knew (laughs) he was just like being wait letting me wait to tell him and like it's my we're still together I don't know this is this is maybe this is so anecdotal this is not like data but it's my first long-term boyfriend in my entire life and I don't know I I think if someone wasn't going to be okay with that kind of stuff they probably wouldn't be right for me and that's okay it's okay to not be okay with it I'm not saying everyone has to Totally. And that's how I felt about, I called him the DJ. Um, Mm -hmm. That's how I felt about the DJ. Like he was well within his right to not be comfortable. What I took issue with was that he didn't say anything. Totally. Basically, like, I think there's almost no scenario that ghosting is okay outside of like the situation of your worst first date. Outside of like a fear for personal safety, I don't think ghosting's ever okay. Yeah. Or like severe verbal, like emotional mistreatment, (laughs) you know? Um, but can you just also like, tell us a little bit more about your matchmaker experience pivoting a little bit, but I'm just curious, like, what did you, what was it like? Did you chat with her? Were you, did you have to be really specific about what you were looking for? Like, what were those conversations like? Yeah. So I don't, I haven't actually been matched yet, so I can't speak to that part, but, um, I, so they, the way that this, and I'm also not sharing yet, I don't know if I will, but I'm not sharing at this moment what matchmaking service I'm using because I want to make sure that I actually like the experience before I, and I'm not sponsored by them either. I just like, don't want to give them free advertising if I don't like it, to be honest. Totally. Yeah. Respect Uh, that so much. Yeah. (laughs) So, and if I do like it, then great. Other people can like it too. Um, But so the way that this works is that they have sort of a matchmaker to the matchmakers where you talk to this intro person, I guess maybe they're a recruiter, I don't know their exact title, and they then match you with a matchmaker that they think will A, have the best knowledge of the demographic that you're looking for, but also vibe with you. Mm -hmm. So that's the first part of the process. Um, And then I've talked to my matchmaker a couple times now and very specifically went through what I'm looking for, deal breakers, um, the service that I'm using, there's three criteria that I can give her that every single match is required to have. I love that. 
Um, and then in addition to a list of deal breakers that they absolutely will not have. Um, and I don't have that many. I think if a lot of people have asked me, how many can you have? And I don't know the answer because I don't, I think if I'd reached the limit, she would have told me. Yeah. Yeah. Do totally. you have a number one deal breaker or a couple? Um, I'm going to get shit for this, but height is a number one deal breaker oh, for me. Fair. On brand. Um, <laughs> very on yeah. brand. Um, I'm six feet tall for the listeners who don't who don't know me. Um, so it's not like they have to be six, five, like they just need to be my height, which mm-hmm. ends up being six feet tall, but not because I have an arbitrary men must be six feet tall rule. It's because I am that height. <laughs> totally. Oh, those yeah. 5'11s who, who love, you know, lying must get you. Yeah, they're not 5'11". Well, that's why on my <laughs> dating apps, I filter to 6'2", because that is the <laughs> minimum height where they will be six feet. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then so, what about your your number one like well, I guess that's a deal breaker and a criteria. And a criteria. Of, yeah. It's part of my criteria. Actually, it's not part of my deal breaker. Yes, but yes. honestly though, deal breakers and criteria, I think anyone could be the other if you just add a not in the front. Totally. Yeah. 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 That's a really that's good a, point. Totally. They're like yin and yang. It's like I want someone ambitious. I don't want someone I mean, I guess nobody wants someone who's like a slacker. Although Lazy, yeah. You know, I think that I probably am a little bit of a slacker. So <laughs> who knows? Um, but, so yeah. I think the number one thing though that I told her I've realized is a deal breaker, and this came out of my relationship in 2020, is that I didn't realize how important my social values and like political mm. affiliation was until, and I think this happened to a lot of people, um, until 2020. Yeah, yeah. What a year. I mean, any year really to not be on the same page, but an election year nonetheless. <sighs> yeah. Oh. yeah. And okay. I, I discovered during the course of my relationship that we were not on the same page on a few like really core value issues. And it was a, it was a problem. I think that's a really good thing to keep in mind as a criteria slash deal breaker. That for me, that's something where it just, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, Okay. Shall we dive into a listener question? I just want to be mindful of your time, Allie. Yeah, let's um, do it. That, that we previewed for you. Okay. So this I am pulling up now. La la la. Okay. This is a question we got permission to read from our secret Facebook group. Go ahead and join it if you aren't a member already. But um, there was a lot of conversation around this question. Uh, I think, you know, this is something I related to in some of my my dating experiences um, where I I, well, I won't spoil it. I'm going to read it and we're <laughs> going to talk about it. And I know we're going to have a lot of thoughts. And I know Allie's going to have great, you know, real talk for our lovely listener. Thank you for letting us read this. Okay. So what are you supposed to say to people who want to meet up immediately? All caps. I've been getting this a lot on the apps and it's honestly been bumming me out a little. For context, this guy is a photographer, so I complimented his photos and I feel like his response was almost unintentionally rude. I find it so weird he isn't even trying to get to know me, but I would like to give him a second chance by saying something lighthearted but firm about it. Any tips? I'm stumped. I'm going to get us all on the same page by reading uh, the messages. So these were on, this is on an app. Our lovely listener wrote, hello, apparently we matched on Bumble, but I'm never on there, so I just saw it expired, but I did want to say hi. Your photos are incredible, and also your captions are hilarious. The one about the rice killed me. This is his response. Yo, not much of a chatter, but if you're G2, come over and chill, LMK. I mean, I see Allie's face. (laughs) We're going to focus 
less on this specific scenario and kind of zoom it out a little yeah. because I think this is like the ultimate example of what happen- what can happen a lot on apps when people make their intentions known. So Allie, what are your thoughts? What are we- I would just want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> so when I read this, because you sent to me beforehand yep. so that I could read it, I hope that's okay that I said that. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so it was really zoomed in on my email. So I only saw one snippet at a time. So I read the first part before I saw the screenshot. And my Mm -hmm. thought initially was that she was asking about people who ask you on a date right away, because I get that question from my clients a lot and followers, you know, when someone, you say hi, and someone says like, do you want to go out? Yep. Then I got to the screenshot and discovered that this man was not asking her on a date right away. He was asking her to come over right away. Yeah. That is a very different proposition. Yes. Yeah. Wait, can we do a really quick lightning round of like how each of us would respond? Like what our response back would be? <laughs> I'm just curious mostly. Unmatch. Yeah. Mine would be unmatch and go by at this point in my life. When I was younger, I probably, uh, I don't know what I, I, I probably would have just not unmatched and just said nothing. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. I would have said, like, lols, this is creepy. You need to re-examine things and then unmatched. I would have said something, like, a little bit sassy back because I just, I do think it's pretty egregious. So I would not have said anything, and this is still the approach that I would take to this day. Mm -hmm. I would not have said anything back, but I also wouldn't have unmatched. And this is why, based on the screenshot, I know that it was Tinder. And on Tinder... When you unmatch somebody, if you don't block and report them, they will go back in your queue and you will see them again. Hmm. Super smart. Yep. I I changed my high level (laughs) thinking. Yeah. So like if somebody, because this guy, although I do not want to go over to his home and chill, he hasn't done anything wrong. Like he hasn't done anything reportable. Yeah. No, not at all. No. Yeah. So I, so I wouldn't want to block and report him, but I also never want to see him again. Totally. And yeah. like some people use these apps to find people to have casual sex with. And like, yeah. that's totally fine. And if like I have had I had times in my life I was trolling for D and I wasn't on the apps. But like if I had been, I would have been like, cool. Like, can we talk for five minutes so I can determine? You know what I mean? Like, it, like, I don't know. There there yeah. are. Like, yeah, exactly. He's not doing anything wrong. But it's to me, it's a sign not dissimilar to your worst worst first date, Allie. Like it's a sign of like not reading the other person's energy at all like our listener sent this really nice message thoughtful whatever and then like no return of effort just like this is what I want so get on board or you know fuck off read the room my guy yeah yeah even and even if you were both trolling for d or v or whatever that's Red flag enough the way that response was. It was so like centered on himself. I like wrote back like he's using this app like Postmates or something. It's like it's gross. Even if you both want the same thing, your your effort, I can tell from reading just those two texts are they're so different. And then Ali, I'm curious what you would say to our listener or other people who I don't know, Mayor, I think some of this can tie into the way we feel about ourselves or the power we think we have when dating or the way we value ourselves when dating. So I'm curious what you would say to her um, because I know you'd you'd have some good advice. Well, I think that 
So one of the things that struck me was that she was talking about potentially giving him a second chance. And I think that comes from a place of having a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset where in, I don't want to speak for what's in her head, but if it were me thinking that in my head, I would be thinking, well, this guy matched with me. He likes me. Maybe I can pivot this and turn it into the thing that I want it to be versus the thing that he wants it to be, because I don't know if this is going to happen again. Exactly. Yes. Well, Whereas, I don't know either, but sorry. That's what Yeah, I but saying. when you turn that on it on its head and you instead come from a place of an abundance mindset where you're like, this person is not on the same page as me. We do not want the same things. And I'm going to go out and find somebody who does because there will be that. There are yeah. multiple somebody's. Yeah. Exactly. Well captured, better captured exactly what I was thinking. You better captured exactly what I was thinking. Wow, words are so hard today. Um, <laughs> no, but words it's are great. Your words are great. Your words are crushing it. So what if we do zoom out just a little bit and go back to like not this specific scenario? Allie, do you have any thoughts on what you need to see from someone before you'll go on a date with them? Say you're messaging someone on an app. They want to go on a date right away. What are kind of like the green flags? Like, yeah, I'll go meet this person for a drink versus like what are the red flags where you're like, nope, obviously this one is like particularly clear, but in scenarios where it's not as clear, what do you kind of look for? Yeah. So I, I have an opener template that I use on every single app um, where I ask them a very open-ended question that can go in a bunch of different directions. And one of the reasons why I do that, in addition to it getting a better reply rate, is because their answer to it gives me almost everything I need to know about whether I want to go on a date with them. Because really all I need to know is, are they putting a similar level of effort into this conversation as I am? And also, can they be a little silly? Oh, that's a great litmus test. Those totally. Two. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a, so do you have a goat, do you have a, st- a line you use every time or do you, do you play with different ones? Do you have a favorite opening line? So my opening line is always the same, which is, Hey, so-and-so, big question for you, dot, dot, dot. Ooh, so good. Nice. That's all I say. And the reply rate is astronomically high. And I'm comparing that to the control group of myself before I did this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is so high. And then if they do reply, which I'm I'm talking eight, nine times out of 10, they, I then, I look at their profile. I see if there is something that I'm really interested in that I can ask about. And if there isn't, then I use one of my go-tos. My favorite one is we're out to dinner. What shared appetizer are you lobbying for? So good. It's exactly, yeah. It's about, so, yeah, I love it. It talks but, about a date. It talks mm-hmm. about them and what they like. Oh, so good. Yeah. And I also think it, it makes me see if they can be a little imaginative because the people who write back like, well, where are we eating? Like, I don't know. I, it's your imaginary scenario. <laughs> yeah, like what a bummer response that is. I'm yeah, sure and right. like pitch me on something. Also, like if you don't like talking about food, I don't want to go on, you know, like I don't want to go on a date with you. <laughs> like if you can't get excited about talking about appetizers. Right, uh, or if they write back like crudite platter. Yeah, like, no. Cool. Not a match. Great. Yeah, like how sexy. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, we are coming up at the end of time. Well, can I ask you one last quick question, Allie? Is that good? Yeah, or do you have to of course. Okay. So you are talking to so many daters all the time in, on TikTok, you know, via your podcast, everything. I'm curious if there's kind of one theme in terms of question or just dating strife, relationship strife. If there was like one bit of wisdom you could kind of just impart on everyone who reaches out to you so it was inherent 
that you think would like improve dating, what, what would that be? I think direct communication and how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the reason why. So I do one of my like main content pillars is text scripts. And what that is, is it, they're more frameworks than scripts, but they're, I basically, I, I lay out a bunch of different scenarios and I say like, okay, this scenario happens. Like, let's say you've been ghosted or you're being breadcrumbed or you got stood up. Mm-hmm. Here's the text that you send. And I encourage people to edit it for their own voice, but it's a framework. And the reason that I do that is because I think the biggest thing missing, especially for women in dating, is feeling confident with direct communication. Yeah. I mean, the question we just went over, like I would recommend, I I don't think that reply needs a response, but to that listener, when other scenarios like that happen, like being a little more direct, like with what you want, um, I don't know. It's it it's so simple, but it's so hard and it's so important. So I love that you said that. Yeah, I I totally agree. And it 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 is hard. And I think that's something that I try to address a little bit of the anxiety behind speaking directly by mm-hmm. giving you a framework for it. Yes, totally. Definitely yeah. check those out. Everyone listening, you must, if you don't already, follow Allie um and check out all of her podcast with Rourke and all her TikTok. Tell everyone where to find you, Allie. Yeah, so I am at Finding Mr. Height on Instagram and TikTok, technically also on Twitter, but I don't really post on Twitter. Um, and my podcast is Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. Uh, my co-host is Rourke. She's a good friend of mine. We have a great time. And my website where you can find all my coaching options is FindingMrHeight.com. Amazing. Thank Amazing. you so Thank much, you for, so doing much for joining us. So nice to meet you. I feel like we met like a TikTok a talk star. It was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great chatting with you guys. Thank you for inviting me on. Of course. Thank you so much.